How's it going, everybody? My name is Josh. My name is Logan. And we're coming to you from J.R. Heller Real Estate and Mortgage. How you guys doing today? Today, we are going to be talking about the current market and what we're seeing in our local market. Um, I know it's different for everybody out there in the country. And, you know, a lot of places are seeing recession, you know, big time in the housing market. Whereas, you know, we're pretty stable still. I mean, we don't have enough inventory to to keep up. Yeah, it's definitely crazy. It's definitely still a, a drought in inventory, as you said. And as a result, there's a whole bunch of buyers in the marketplace going after the same property. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I had, uh, what was it, 51 offers that I had buyers competing with just like, what, two weeks ago. Um, insane. Insane. I These are, we saw a crazy jump when interest rates were low, like yeah. within the last two years. But even then, I wasn't hearing about 51 offers on properties. No. Because there was right. more stuff on the market. Well, and that's the crazy part is that it's almost even crazier than it was back then here because... What has happened is everybody's got a ton of equity in their homes. Yep. But to sell and to get equity out of it, there's no inventory. So it's like, why should I sell? Because I'm just going to be basically almost down downgrading. Yep. Yeah. Because there's so many competing offers. And so like nobody's selling, which is causing a lack of inventory. So even yep. though interest rates are up compared to where they used to be, it really doesn't matter because it's inventory that controls the market. I mean, yes, interest rates obviously control funding, right? They, they yep. control the financial aspect of what somebody can afford, but the real estate market is really dictated by inventory. It's, I mean, it's simple supply and demand economics. Um, while we're on the interest rate thing, do, do you know like what's par right now for you know government-backed loans and conventional loans with no buy-downs? What are we looking at right now? I mean, basically around seven percent. Okay, it's around seven, seven and a quarter on some products, but yeah, they fluctuate daily. Honestly, oh, of course, yeah, but yeah, I mean, you know, we're hovering, we're staying around that seven percent mark as far as par. You know, obviously, credit score has a lot to do with it too. But if we're talking like a six forty FICO, um, yeah, you're around seven percent right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, so then on the flip side of that, on the inventory side, I've been telling this to everybody. I feel like a, I'm a broken record at this point, but the only reason why people are selling right now, they're either increasing their lifestyle, they're decreasing their lifestyle, you know, empty nesters or, you know, just somebody looking to downsize, you know, um, and then relocation, like corporate reload. If, yeah. if you need to move for work or you're looking to, you know, get new scenery, yeah. that's the only reason why you're moving. Other than that, it's like divorce estates, you know, circ very circumstantial situations. Correct. But but beyond that, the average folk is not selling their house right now because they got they either bought or refied last year and they have three or less percent on their house. Yeah. And why would they go anywhere? Yeah, it doesn't make much sense. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, that's why it's creating, creating such a crazy market with lack of inventory. So I, it's funny, I had my pool guy out yesterday, we're looking to get in a pool in the backyard and he was talking about how COVID, the prices for pools and the, the craziness that happened in that market, because basically COVID happened, everybody got this free money and everybody was at home quarantined 
And so what do you do? I mean, the only thing you can do is stay at your buy house. a fool. You buy a fool, right? <laughs> and so the the pricing just went crazy through the roof, astronomical, because at the same time, all the pro all the all the pricing for the materials to, to build the pool went up. Like yep. everything went up like crazy. And yeah. then it was also very hard to get another supply and demand, right? Yep. And so it, it got crazy. Luckily, he said, as of recently, like the last year, it has like smoothed out where yeah. prices didn't necessarily go down a ton, but there was a more supply. And so it's stabilized where, you know, it, it's not as crazy as a market as it was. I mean, if you would have called a pool place during COVID and asked them when you can get on the schedule. A year. <laughs> no, no, like four, four or five years. Wow. Yeah, we called... um who was it? There was a company out in Lancaster we called when um, COVID like first happened, like when you were quarantined and everything. And um, yeah, it was four years out. They were scheduling four years out. Yeah, that's insane. Luckily now you're down to like a year, but. Yeah. Yeah. Now um, I still have buyers every day. Unfortunately, you know, we're either doing pre-offer inspections or they're waiving them completely, which I never condone, but you know, if they like the house, they like the area, checks your boxes, you got to be as competitive as you can. And, you know, unfortunately, on the buy side, a lot of listing agents are and sellers are not allowing escalation clauses. So with how hot the market is, it makes it really difficult to determine what the entry price is. It makes it a lot nicer for the buyer. I understand why they do what they do. They just want highest and best. That's fine. But on the flip side of that, when I'm representing a buyer, it's really hard to determine how much is the right offer to put in that you're going to win the property and not overpay by ten, twenty thousand dollars And that brings a really good point into it's really hard to determine financing for a buyer as well because, you know, let's be honest, somebody who is doing a USDA 0% down loan and asking for 6% seller's assist, I mean, you can only go so high for those seller concessions until you're out of where the appraisal really is going to be. Yep. And then also you're competing against people that are conventional with 20% down yep. that have a, an appraisal gap in it even. And so it makes it really hard in this market. You know, obviously, yeah, those those two competing offers in any market are, you know, going to be hard to win. But again, when you have 51 offers on a property versus what a normal market looks like, maybe two or three, yep. you can get away with seller's assist. You know, you can get away with going above what list price is. Um, so it's just, it's a very hard market, obviously, for the mortgage industry in general, because mortgage industry, typically, most lenders, they make all of their money on refi. They do a ton, a ton, a ton, a ton, a ton of refis. Um, that's really hard to do. I mean, it's impossible to do basically in a market where interest rates are increasing, right? The, the, the refi needs to be like Logan said, an absolute must, right? There's some reason that you absolutely must, you need to pull cash out, whatever to refi. And so we switched over to a purchase market. But the problem with the purchase market is obviously that there's a ton of competition. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can have 100 borrowers at a time that you have pre-qualified and pre-approved, but you know, you're getting one, maybe two a month just because of the lack of inventory and then the competitive side of it then too. They can be the most aggressive buyers in the market. And I have some that are super aggressive and some that you know are lackadaisy. And I, I tell them about themselves because this is my job and my job is to get them into a home. And you know, you sending me a property every other week and 
not going to see many properties and not putting in many offers, you're not going to get into a home. Right. Uh, you, you know, it's a numbers game. It really is. And you need to see as many doors as you can that check your boxes and then be as aggressive as possible on the ones that you do really like. Yeah. And then you also hear horror stories of like the people that are first time home buyers or whatever, and they go out and see a property and they have a great opportunity to purchase it. It checks all of their boxes, but then they don't do it because they feel like it's so early in the journey and they haven't gone to see other homes. And then guess what happened? They, they kick themselves for not doing it. Yep. So. Yeah, I, I've had that many times. And I've also sold the first home that we've seen to many buyers as well. Um, now, thankfully, we saw multiple, but it was still the first home that they saw. And they were like, wow, this is amazing. And then we saw a couple and they're like, yeah, we're definitely making yeah, a move yeah. on that one. You yeah. Know? yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you know, obviously in this kind of market scape, you need to, A, you're going to need to be patient as a borrower or as a buyer. You're you're just going to have to be patient. Um, You're going to have to trust the process. And like Logan said, you have to go out and you're going to have to see a ton of properties probably. And you're, you know, the more doors, the better, Um, which isn't necessarily a bad thing because then at the end of the day, you know what you like and what you don't like, right? Yep. Um, I tell, I tell, I actually just had this conversation with a client um, over this past week and said to them, you know, they, they apologized. They felt like as though they were wasting my time. It's like, no, I enjoy what I do. And this is a part of my job. My biggest thing is I need to know how we can course correct appropriately. If you are telling me you want to be in this location and you want to have this type of heating and cooling, you know, it needs to have central air and, you know, it needs to check certain boxes for you then we're only going to go see houses that are like that. You know, there's no sense in going to see something that you can automatically disqualify right away. And then second to that, on the flip side of that, when we do see a house that checks all your boxes and you guys like, it's okay to pass on that, but tell me why. And it's okay to just have that gut feeling of like, "Ah, I just don't think that this is the right home for me. That's fine. But if there's a reason, I need to know that reason so that way I can course correct and do my job to the best of my ability. Absolutely. Well, yeah, and yeah, you got to be honest with yourself at the end of the day as a borrower or as a buyer and, and basically say, you know, hey, like the only the only real time you're wasting your own time as a borrower and, and the agent's time is when you are going to see a property that you absolutely know that you're not going to buy, right? Yep. So like, like Logan said, it's really important to have your criteria up out front as to what it is you were looking for and say, okay, this is the guidelines of, of where we need to be or want to be Yep. and making sure that the properties you're going to see fit within those guidelines. Right. And then the other side of that is the numbers, right? That's another, that's another part of the guidelines of what your criteria you're looking for. If the house matches all your expectations, but the payment is a thousand dollars a month more than what you can afford or would want to do. Is that worth to go see? Probably not. Definitely right? not. Yep. And that's why, you know, I always have those conversations with whatever lender I'm working with more oftentimes than not, it's going to be Josh. Um, you know, I always, the second I get a house from a, a buyer and they're like, Hey, let's go check this out. No problem at all. Let me get some numbers on it. After we get the numbers, we'll talk through it. If it's kind of on that borderline of like, eh, I don't know if it's going to like, it, it's a little expensive for me, but you guys love the home. It checks all your boxes. Well, it's probably worth going to check out. But if it's completely out of the realm of affordability, there's no sense in us going to waste both of our times. Absolutely. You know, 100%. That's why it's important to have all your ducks in a row and make sure you know what you're pre-approved for and you know, know, know what the numbers look like on that pre-approval as far as, you know, and, and then also 
don't just expect that the numbers are going to be same for the house on Main Street as they are on Locust Street because taxes are different, HOA is different. Yep. Do you need flood insurance? There's all sorts of factors that go into what your monthly and what your total out of pocket looks like. So exactly. make sure you get pricing on that property every single time. Not, Correct. Not just you know, hey, I'm I'm pre-approved for two fifty, and this is what my monthly looks like, and this yep. is what my doubt that that's a just a random scenario, right? So yep. you need to make sure because it can differ a lot, a lot. Yeah. So crystal ball time, when, uh, when's the market going to change? Mm. When mm. I don't, I don't foresee it changing for at least 12 to 18 months. No, I don't either. My, my, my number one question is what does fed do? Because Basically, Fed operates on uh, data points of statistics of what they look look at, and there's laggards in them. They're they're looking at old data. They're not looking at real in in depth data as far as consumers go. Um, they're looking at stuff that has a lag in the statistical data, right? Mm -hmm. And so they're not going to start lowering interest rates until they see inflation come down the only reason they're raising interest rates is because they are trying to stop the economy they're trying to slow down the economy to bring inflation down they will not reverse that until they are happy and so even if they're doing that and they are they're not seeing the reduction in the high cost of goods because there's a ladder in there. Yep. It takes time to do that. And so it's a very fine point because if you slow it down too much, that this is when you cause a recession. Right. We're in a full blown recession already. Well, and that's and that's that's the thing is that it, are are we or aren't we? Are we propped up by artificial data, basically? Yep. Or is the Fed doing its job? So, and that's yet to be seen. And you probably aren't going to see that for a little bit of time. So I think a lot of what happens in, a, in the marketplace is going to be determined on what the Fed actually does. Because if they blow up the economy and we are in a full-blown recession, then that's going to change inventory a lot because it's going to change interest rates. Interest rates will go back down to 3%, maybe even lower, 2 3%. I don't think we'll ever see that again. Well, it will if a recession happens because they're going to have to. Because yeah. the only way to get out of a recession, it's like a teeter-tot, right? You're, you're going back on the teeter-tot. You're, you're either high inflation, and so you have to raise interest rates to bring it down. If you do it too much and you don't level out, you create a recession. And now you have to bring interest rates as low as they possibly can so that you speed up the economy again and people start borrowing again. Yeah. And so that is going to be determined on what happens, right? If we go into a recession, the interest rates will absolutely come down to a very, very low, probably even pre-COVID low because they're going to want to try and get out of it. And it will probably last 10 years, quite honestly. And it's going to go back to pre-COVID as far as like interest rates are low. People are borrowing money like crazy, right? And there'll be more inventory because now people will say, well, I still have all this equity because prices haven't come down yet on real estate. Prices will jump won't. again. And prices so, will continue to skyrocket. Well, and it'll be a lot easier to borrow money. And so now people can afford more. And so the market will speed up. There will be more inventory and more transactions happening. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I agree with most of what you said, especially in major metro areas, you know, but as far as like us here in Lancaster County, right? Like we, I believe that the country is in a recession right now. We are not in a recession here locally. Yeah. We have a very strong market, which is why we lack inventory and why house prices are still going for obscene numbers. I mean, I just looked at one. I was listed at 420 and it sold for 480, you know, right. and it was, that's, it was a 420 house. Like it, it's not worth 480, yeah. you know? Like, well, and that's why I want to preference that by in no means am I saying that's what's going to happen. No, I know. Like, yeah. yeah. I'm saying, I say crystal ball. What, so, what does the fed do? It is. Yeah. It's determined on that. It, it, it's, it's really going to be determined on that. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what's going to make up. Yeah, I'm. I'm thinking. I'm thinking at least twelve to eighteen months in our local market until we see some pickup in inventory, and yeah. I think part of that is going to be based around the election as well. Wow, I think that's that's always a crazy time for market, and I think that because of what we dealt with, regardless of what side of the fence you're on, I think we're, because of what we dealt with for the last four years, I think pretty much everybody's going Republican. Well, it's and it's interesting because what happens in an election is everybody gets scared before the election because yep. they don't know what's going to happen. The uncertainty, yeah. There's a lot less transactions that happen just globally as far as like the stock market. Yep, like, everything. Everybody just hoards. They don't know what, yeah, they're like, what's going to happen? Yeah, every told their rep. And then when somebody gets elected, it determines kind of what happens next. Exactly. Trump got Where do I put my money? Trump got elected and the stock market went crazy, right? It, yeah. For, through the roof, yep. right? Um, and so Biden got elected. And again, I'm not I'm not political. But Biden got elected and everybody hoarded their guns because they were afraid they were afraid that they were going to lose yep. their, their right to bear arms, right? And Correct. So it's it's funny the the landscape of what happens in an election as far as like people's psychology, yep. which makes up the entire marketplace, right? Is human psychology yeah <laughs> absolutely at the end of the day that's all it's about which is again all the economy is based on yep. it's faith right it's a faith-based currency and if you don't have faith in the currency then the dollar means less correct and so inflation happens right when you believe in your government and you think that times are going to be great interest rates come down because it's free-flowing money and everybody is you know a-okay, everybody's happy. And so everybody's transacting. Everybody's not afraid to give away money yep. because they know it's coming back, right? So one more question for you before we wrap this up. Yeah. Yeah. Is it still time to buy real estate investment? 100%. It's always time to buy. It always is time to buy real estate investment. There's never a time that you could ask me, hey, should I buy real estate now? Then I'm going to tell you no. Yes, you always buy real estate. Your parameters might change. They, they will change. Your parameters will change. What do you buy? You know, right? You always buy for cash flow, though. Well, never equity. If you're talking, in, if you're talking an investment, one hundred percent. Well, that's, yeah, that's what I mean. But real estate's more than just an investment, too. You know, you, you can you can buy it for your personal use, or you could buy it for you know, I don't know. There's there's multiple different. The question was real estate investments. Okay. Real estate investments you can always buy. Don't ever 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 buy for long-term equity don't ever yeah don't ever count on it don't you don't want it because what happens is 2008 all over again right you don't want to do that because if you're upside down or you're even at one right on your dscr meaning you're covering all your your monthlies and your your liabilities with your mortgage payment and everything you're upside down if if you're if you are not making at least 25 percent more on that property than what you're bringing in a month or, or what your expenses are a month, then you're upside down on the property. Yep. Point blank. Always buy real estate for cash flow. P- people got into this 
crazy trouble where they're like, all right, I'm, you know what? Well, the rent's a thousand, my mortgage is a thousand. Hey, I'm the, the tenants paying down my equity, right? I'm not, I may not be cash falling, but at least the tenants paying down my equity. And so my, my, uh, my, my equity will go through the roof in five, 10, 15, 20 years, and I can sell and cash out. That's a great philosophy until the market tanks and now your mortgage rate, your mortgage is 2000 a month. Only because they were taking, they were assuming arms, you know? Yeah. That's, uh, and that's the, the market is crazy arms. Get, get, get on a fixed rate mortgage, hundred cash flow, call it a day. Well, and then what happens then too, when you're, you're getting your monthly tenant payment of a thousand, you're paying your mortgage, but then something breaks. No, then you got to come out of pocket. Yeah. Or the, or the tenant moves out and leaves a place a mess. Yep. Now you're upside down even more. Correct. You, you need to be, you need to be cash flow positive from day one. And you need to be putting away t at least 10% of that towards future failures because they are coming. I promise you. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, yeah. Great question. Great video. Thanks. If you got value out of today's video, please subscribe and like and leave a comment down below on what you want us to focus on um, so we can make videos on it. And appreciate you guys being here. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.